Okay, people. We are back. Yeah. It is time for Chin Chin. And what a weekend of fights we had. We took a look at Friday and Saturday night, people. So if you're ready, if you're ready, let's get it. Okay, people, so, hey, it's another week, and the LFA are doing their thing. Hey, I have to say, right, whenever there is a big UFC card on a Saturday, that's always fun, right? It's always fun. But you think to yourself, what could make it better? I'll tell you, people, it's when you've got an LFA on the Friday, because, man, those guys know how to put on a fun-ass card. And, yeah, this week was no different. It was LFA 119, headlined by two title... Yeah, that's right, people. Two! Two title fights, right? We had a middleweight fight, you know, bringing it all home. Josh Silvera against Jared Revel. And before that, in the co-main, we had a bantamweight championship fight. We had Alan Begoso against Richard Palencia. Right? So, um, yeah, it was great. And before that, four more fights. So this was a fun-ass card coming from the Phoenix, um, actually, no, the Arizona Federal Theatre in Phoenix. Woo! Need to get them words right, people. <laughs> now, what was just ridiculous about this card was the first four fights didn't go the distance. We had just insane, insane finishes. It, it, it really was. <laughs> like, yo... These people, man, it, it, sometimes you have these cards where the fighters just are like, you know what, nah, we're, we're, we're putting on a show. Yeah, <laughs> there's no caution happening here. And that's what happened, man. That is exactly what happened. There was some drama. It, yo, this had everything. So first fight. On the main card, it was... Um, yeah, I haven't worked out how to watch the prelims. <laughs> I, I'm sure they get shown somewhere. I ain't worked out yet. I need to try and get on that. But the main card opened with a welterweight clash. We had a video... Um, man, I'm just bad with names. A video Bogoreke against... Ray Walters, you know what I mean? I mean, Ray's, uh, I, if I was Ray, Ray is a great fighter. I'd change the nickname, All Day Sweet Baby. I mean, it, it don't really roll off the tongue. <laughs> don't really roll off the tongue, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, both fighters have been doing their thing, you know? Um. 
Yeah, and they were coming in undefeated, which is always something. It's always something, right? Now, um, they were also both, both of similar age. You know what I mean? But here's the thing, right? There, there was no holding back in this fight. They both came out. Oh, came out real busy, both through um, leg kicks. But Walters grabbed a kick. Well, he, he timed a superb power power takedown. And he took a video down. Oh, my day. He took him down. He took him down. And he, he was just on top. With some ground and pound, right? He, he, he was working methodically, you know what I mean? It was all very methodical, and then it wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got close to the end of that round, and Walters just turned it on. Turned it on, and the referee had to stop the fight. It, it was just... It was an impressive showing because Oviedo, he, he just couldn't get off the bottom. Couldn't get off the bottom. Walters kept him on, kept himself on top, kept busy, but wasn't reckless. And then when he saw the opportunity, he let it go. Whoa. You know what I mean? So he, he goes to 2 and 0 oh now. Five fight win streak. It is going to be interesting to see what he does. To see what he does next. So, this was the first bit of controversy. We had a, a lightweight clash next. And um, both fighters, I don't know if both fighters missed weight or if it was a, um, you know what I mean? It was a, a, a late booking. So, there was the allowance. I mean, but yeah, both both came in a little bit over 155, right? So we had um, Austin Worms against Chris Rentaria, right? And the thing was, they both used to train together. They both used to train together. They, 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 and they've been training for about a year. Supposedly they were friends, but Rentaria left the gym. It was a little bit of, you know, a situation. No, when I say a situation, I think he, he, he just wasn't he's a, a fit for him. Wasn't a fit for him. He left the gym and, um, yeah, he, 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 he jumped at the fight. Jumped at the fight with Worms. And Worms was a little bit shocked. A little bit shocked. Felt a little bit disrespected, you know, but they, they still, you know, they, there wasn't any beef between them as such, you know. But Renteria was coming in undefeated 2 0, um, Worms 3 and 3. So, you know what I mean? It was just like, it's an interesting one. And I think mean, the big thing was, it was how were these fights going in training, right? How how did the training sessions go, right? There is that, but then also, how long 
had Rentera been at the new gym because a hey, training could have been, you know, pretty even, but go to a new gym, pick up new skills, look at you, you know what I mean? Um Kamara Usman, he he was man at Stanford, he, he won the belt, but since going to Whitman, oh, he's his stand-up has looked even sharper, right? Which is insane. So there is always that um um fuck. I can't think of the word I'm thinking of, but there's that thing, right? There, 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 there's that 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 thing where you you can't just go, oh well, clearly, clearly it's gonna go like this, right? And man, <laughs> yo, this you're in. Whew, this was a quick one. So Rentera, he got a takedown. He he took Worms down. But hey, Worms just threw up those legs. Threw up those legs and he grabbed that arm. Grabbed that arm. Man, Rentera tried. Right, tried the slam escape, and I mean, the slam escape is not a great escape, right? It it sometimes works, but I, you have to say the percentage of the slam working is kind of low, right? Yeah. Now, if you're gonna pick them up, shake, shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> I mean, do what Taylor said, right? That's what you do. Or you just ease it out. Ease it out, baby, right? But Renata went for the slam. And as what happens, oftentimes, you put yourself deeper in. You put yourself deeper in. Then Worms is able to extend the arm more. And go belly up, go belly up, forcing Renata to the ground, and that was it. As soon as it hit the ground, you just saw that arm. Oh, it, it, it didn't look good. It didn't look good, and you just like, yeah, of course, right? I, I think there was probably a, a couple of seconds. And then you just saw and just tap, 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 tap. You know what I mean? It, it was over. And hey, no shame. Because hey, if you've been deep in an armbar, you know, <laughs> you know how painful that fucking thing is, right? So yeah. Uh, you know, Austin Worms won that one. And at, at the end, you know, I mean he was still, yo, we're still cool. We're still cool. But yo, don't disrespect me, son. And uh, yeah, I think um, Renatia um, understands that for sure. So yeah, after that, you know what I mean? So two first round finishes, people. <laughs> two first round finishes, and that second one even quicker than the first, right? So it's just like, oh, what's going to happen next? So we have a featherweight clash. We have Isaac Thompson against Dorian 
Ramos, both fighters undefeated, both 2-0, right? And Thompson, coming out of, um, god damn it, alpha male, alpha male, right? So you know that jujitsu, that jujitsu's tight, the wrestling is tight, right? Um, and his parents both compete, right? So you just like, it's ingrained. Motherfucker was born on the mats. And he looked loose. Thompson looked real loose, right? But Ramos able to get a takedown from a kick, right? And, and I think that was the thing. Thompson was real loose, and it was one of those situations, right? It, we, we've seen it with um, Vadum, where someone, they know their jiu-jitsu is so good, it's just like, whatever, man, take me down. I don't care, because even on the ground, you're fucked. You're fucked. You know what I mean? So I think Thompson had that confidence coming into this fight. And, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? What he showed on the ground, you can understand. Because he was attacking Ramos straight away. You know, leg locks, triangles, arm bars, everything. He was going after everything. There was an arm bar that looked so tight. So tight. And also... They were up against the fence, right? They were up against the fence. And so you're thinking, has Ramos even got the room to escape this? I mean, but Ramos, he kept that composure, man. He kept that composure. And I think the thing with it, right? So Thompson... He was, Hank Thompson's like 19, right? He, he was 19. And Ramos, he's um, 27. You know what I mean? So it was just like, all right, yeah. There, there's definitely that, that understanding. And I think one thing you were saying is, yo, I got man strength, right? Which, you know, you hear people farmer strength and things like that. But, yeah, they, these are all things. And I think Ramos has got two extra fights in his amateur career. So, um, Thompson had two amateur fights, won them both. Ramos had four. He won those both. So, there's a little bit of extra experience. And, yeah, Ramos, he kept that composure he was escaping, and when, you know what I mean, <laughs> those moments where he wasn't fighting off a submission, he was throwing some shots, he was throwing some shots, landing some big punches, hammer fists, all of that kind of thing. Now, Thompson didn't look like he was in trouble with any of that, and he was, yeah, going for, you know, all of these submissions. So, it, you know, it was an interesting situation. But towards the end of that first round, you know, I mean, Ramos, 
he, he was able to get top position, a better, you know, top position, a more controlled top position. And he started to land some big shots, started to land some big shots. And, you know, there were scrambles. You know, Thompson was able to get up. Ramos took him down. And you kind of thought, oh, is Thompson getting a little tired? Because uh, no, a lot happened. A lot happened at, at the start of this fight, right? So um, we go into the second round. First fight into the second round. <laughs> and, hey, they're on their feet. Thompson stand up. He stand up, look real crisp. Ramos, you know, they were both landing jabs, but Ramos, it didn't look as sharp. You know what I mean? It, he, he, he was throwing and kind of ducking head and he, as he was throwing. But again, Thompson threw a, a kind of a lazy kick. Ramos took him down. Ramos took him down and he's in a dominant position. And now he's really dropping the ground and pound, right? Get some elbows off. And it got to a situation where now he's just, I think he was in mount or he had the back. No, he, well, he was in mount. Thompson scrambled and Ramos had his back. Ramos tried a couple of rear nakeds, but Thompson kind of easily was able to maneuver out of those. But, Ramos, he, he's riding Thompson and he just starts to unload. He flattens him out and he starts to drop elbows to the side of the head. Now, to be fair, right, it didn't look like, um, it didn't look like Thompson was out, right, but he was taking a lot of shots. He was moving, so you could think ah, it might have been stopped a little early. But you know, but then on the flip, he's young. He's nineteen. There's no need to take a whole load of damage, right? There's no need to take a whole load of damage, and this is probably a good thing for him. I would say because, as I said. He was mad confident in that jujitsu, and he did show skills. But I think some of the transitions were a little bit rushed, right? Were a little bit rushed. And with that confidence, he, he didn't push to stand up, right? He got up towards the end of the first round. But I feel after seeing how crispy stand-up was, it would have been better for him to try and get up earlier land get some damage off mix it up right mix it up so ramos didn't know what was coming he was always guessing but yeah when ramos got in that you know in dominant top position he weren't ramping he weren't ramping so it was a great a great stoppage for um dorian ramos and Boy, he, oh man, the, the elation he had. You know, he was, hey, he was, it was a hometown fight for him. He's at the lab, right? So, um, yeah, he looked super happy, super happy. You know, and to be honest, they both looked decent. 
So, hey, they're both still, you know, it's still early in both careers. So, you know what I mean? It's not the end for Thompson by any means. You know, I'm definitely curious to see both of their next fights, right? So we then go to the flyweight division. We had Rodney Kazeshi, right? Um, Kaloa, sorry, Rodney Kaloe against Clayton Carpenter. And a, another fight with a little bit of controversy. I mean, I say controversy, right? I mean, it was one of those ones where you'd be like, ah, oh, man, I mean, you don't even want to talk about this shit, right? Because Kaloe, his fiance, had fought Carpenter's sister. Carpenter's sister had lost. So, sorry, Carpenter's sister won the fight. So, you know, Kaloe, he wanted to try and get one back for his girl, right? He wanted to get one back for his girl, which you understand. You kind of understand. But, you know what I mean? Even a win isn't like, yay. You know what I mean? She's still lost. Like, you, you, you think hey, she needs to get the, the rematch. That's the fight, right? To go for that rematch. But also, you don't want to come into a fight with, I mean, too much stress or pressure on your shoulders. You know what I mean? But they, you know what I mean? They both look confident coming in. But boy, Carpenter, right, who was 4 0, hasn't tasted defeat one little bit. You know what I mean? Which is always something. Um, and he'd had a, uh, a very good, stellar uh, amateur career. Just losing one of his amateur fights, right? But he had um, seven amateur fights, so six and one, which is very good. But yeah, hasn't lost as a pro, Right? And, um, you know, Kaloe, who was coming in uh, four and three, right? L coming off a loss in his last fight, but had looked good. You know what I mean? We we've seen him fight extremely well. You know what I mean? They, they both fought under LFA before, right? So, yeah, they, they both know how to fight. But I feel Carpenter just has that, he had that confidence of, I ain't lost, man. I'm undefeated. No one can beat me. And he just pushed forward, pushed forward out the gate, landing a nice jig. Man, he utilized that jab extremely well, extremely well. So he, he knocks Kaloe back with a jab, big jab. And then... He lands a head kick, stuns Kaloe, follows it up with a hook, and Kaloe is done. He's done. In a fight, could have ended there, right? Kaloe goes down. Carpenter follows up with, I think, a couple of hammer fists. It's, it's over. It is over. But, boy, you know what I mean? That was... Whew. It was a, a very, very big win for Clayton Carpenter, 
who um, grabbed that mic, took that opportunity, and he, uh, yeah, called for that title shot. So um, we will see. We will see. But, hey, Clayton Carpenter looks like a problem, but it'll be interesting to see what he can do with um, a stiffer test in front of him. All right, so we then... It's our title fights, people. So, as I said, look, the co-main event was for the vacant bantamweight title. Vacant bantamweight title. We had Alan Bagoza against uh, Richard Palencia. And, um, man, so this went the distance, right? It, it did go the distance. Um, both fighters coming in undefeated both fighters coming in undefeated which is always impressive so Bogosia was 6-0-1 six wins one draw right um and yeah you know he, he'd had one amateur fight right Palencia he came in you know, 9-0, 10 amateur fights, right? So, yeah, a, a problem, right? They, they, they both they both know how to throw down. I <laughs> both know how to throw down. And, hey, out the gate, Bogosia was looking, was looking good. Landed some good shots. Landed some good shots. I feel he probably took the first round. But then Palencia, man, he was able to get a takedown. And once it was on the ground, it, it was like Bogosia just, he wasn't able to get up. He, he wasn't able to get up. And Palencia was just able to control the fight. He was able to control the fight. And that was it, basically. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it was just Palencia just controlling it. Like, it, it wasn't crazy. Like, you always thought if Bogosia, like, because when Bogosia's up, he, he was landing some shots. But as the fight went on, it looked like he had faded a little. Not crazily. But he just slowed down just a tidge, just a tidge, right? And Palencia's confidence had gone mad up. So, yeah, he, he was able to control the fight until the end, right? Until the end. I think we had a minute left, a minute left. And Bogosia's corner were just like, you need to end this fight. Right, and at first it was just a bit, I don't know, because he, he, he wasn't overly pushing. But minute left, he lands a over the top left and puts Palencia down. He gets up, but goes here, lands a hook. Palencia goes down again. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. Bogosia is throwing shots. And you're just like, wow, this is over. This 
Bergosi are going to pull this fight out the fire. Man. Palencia, yeah, got to give it to him. Because even though he was hurt, right? Even though he was hurt, he got a takedown. He got it to the ground and then that was it. That was it. And you're just like, oh my gosh, Bergosia. He he let himself have his back against the fence. Right? And then Bergosia was like Palencia was able to get a hold of him. And he just didn't defend. He didn't defend the takedown very well. And yeah, Palencia was able to get him down and just finish the fight. Finish the fight. Right, which you know you, you cannot begrudge because Palencia had controlled things. Now Bogosia had right that, that he had you know there were some good submission attempts earlier on in the fight, but yeah, Palencia he deserved a win. You know what I mean? And it doesn't always work out like you know what I mean that you get it, but Palencia got it and is the new LFA. Bantamweight champion. Uh, so from there, it's the main event, baby. It's the main event. So we had Jared Ravel, who is, you know, he was a um, middleweight champion in a Canadian organization, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's the BFL, right? He was their champion, um, and he's had a lot of fights, right? He's had a lot of fights. He was coming in 11 and 2, 11 and 2, you know what I mean? And he's going up against Josh Silvera, right, who's um, 6 and 0, 6 and 0, right? So there's definitely a big difference in experience, but Silvera is the LFA light heavyweight champion, you know, his dad, Conan Silvera, right, legend, legend in the sport, he's hearing American top team, right, so you just think of their training partners, their championship caliber at that gym, Right, the, the, the people whose experience Silvera can just, you know, I mean, go off of. And the confidence after that quick finish against T. Cummins to become the light heavyweight champion. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it, it's just like there's, there's a confidence that can you know, balance out the experience deficit there. And, you know, Josh Silvera, he just came forward. He had Ravel on the back foot from the giddy-up, landing that jab, you know, striking to the body. He, he just looked extremely good. And he was getting takedowns, which you did wonder, right? Because Ravel Black, I think he's a black belt second Dan. 
um, in jiu-jitsu. Silvera isn't a black belt, but again, that's Conan Silvera, right? That's Conan Silvera. You think of all the, you know, the, the great jiu-jitsu practitioners at American Top Team. So you kind of figured that the jiu-jitsu would balance itself out, but you did wonder, will Silvera want to fuck around on the ground with Rebel, right? Well, does he want to do that? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. And to be honest, pretty much dominated on the ground. Pretty much dominated on the ground. Now, Robel, being a black belt, he was very savvy, right? So he, he didn't allow Silvera to lock up a lot of, you know, a lot of submission attempts. Um, there was one point Rivera did Silvera did get the back, did look like he might grab that rear naked, but Rivera was able to escape. But yeah, Silvera just he did pretty much control it. Uh, you know, Rivera did land on the feet, did land on the feet, but it was Silvera who looked like he was doing the damage. You know, I mean, he was landing the shots. So a few body shots, even all might have hurt Ravel with that one. You know, I mean, and he, he was throwing in the kicks after a head kick knockout. You can definitely see the confidence was there. There was head kicks. There was some vicious body kicks. So um, yeah, this one it went the distance, but yeah, Josh Silvera just looked extremely good, extremely good, extremely. Um, yeah, at ease at all moments of the fight and is now LFA champ, champ, middleweight and light heavyweight champion. So you got to say, what is next? Is he ready for the big show? We will see, people. We will see. There's, hey, after this win, wouldn't be surprised if he if he gets a call up, whether it be UFC or Bellator. Wouldn't be surprised. Now, I would say, I would say, maybe a couple more fights at least in LFA. I would say that just because once you're in those big shows, there's no easy fight, right? Especially the UFC. I think Bellator, they are more likely to feed you a, a more, mm, a, you know, an opponent that you might be, right? Uh, we've seen that happen, but it is still, it's still, you know what I mean? A different situation. So yeah, I would say maybe Silvera takes a couple more fights in LFA, but hey, wouldn't be surprised if he does move on from this. You know, if this was the last LFA fight he has. But either way, big things ahead for Josh Silvera, man. Big things ahead. And another great LFA LFA card and a great lead in to the UFC Saturday night. Well, 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 people. So after LFA on Friday, you know what I mean? It was just like, what will come from the UFC? There's so many stoppages on Friday night, you know what I mean? 
And uh, yeah, Saturday we had UFC on ESPN 31. Rob Font going up against the legend Jose Aldo. Man, we had 13 fights and <laughs> yo, this one did not decide. It is crazy how many freaking cards and I, mean, I think it's fair to say the majority are fire. Even the ones where you just are like, ah, oh, there's not, not a stack of big names on this. Just the fights are crazy. And um, yeah, we had definitely a good number of stoppages on this one. You know what I mean? I mean, we opened up with two, you know what I mean? Straight out the gate. Um, yeah, and then we've got whew, seven more, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was a great card. It was a great card. Now, I think what we saw at the very start was, yeah, gotta protect yourself, right? You've got to protect yourself all the time, you know what I mean? And you can't be complacent. All right, so we opened up with Louis Smoker against Vince Morales in the bantamweight division. And, you know, it, it was fairly even, right? It was fairly, they both landed, you know what I mean? Both were moving. It was just getting started. And Smoker hit a nice tight plumb, landed some knees to the midsection. Problem is, when you break off, you gotta protect yourself, people, Smoker, you know, backed out, hands down, and Morales landed, oh my days, Morales landed a hook, that boy, just shut Smoker down, there was a couple of shots, hammer fists, but to be honest, it was done from the first, you know what I mean? It was done from the first. Now, from there, right? Second fight, lightweight division. We had Chris Guchmacher against Claudio Palais. And um, this one, like Palais, man, dominated the first round. But I think it's first Guchmacher came back in that second. Came back in the second. So it could be fair to say the third was up for grabs. Up for grabs. And you know what I mean? Kushmaka, he, he was pushing, he was trying. Now I would say Polaris was winning that round. But hey, there, there was still opportunity. There was still opportunity. And Kushmaka had Polaris. They went down. They went to the ground. And you know, Gushmaka was doing well, but he let Palaz get a hold of his leg, let him get a hold of the leg and just didn't react, didn't react, felt he was in a good position and everything was gravy. And the thing is, when you go up against a high functioning jujitsu practitioner, hey, it's not about leaving your leg there leaving your neck there. You can't 
play those games against someone that don't know these things. It's fine for the most part, right? You still don't want to mess around, but for the most part, it's fine. But someone high level like Claudio, yo, that's a death sentence, and boy, that's just what it was. It it, it was just over, man. It was over. And uh, yeah, you know, you, you could see Gushmacher was just, ah, he was kicking himself. But hey, what can you do? What can you do? You know, I will say, look, the prelims gave us some friggin' tasty fights. They gave us some, I mean, Alonso Motherfield against William Knight, right? When you see Alonso Motherfield, you think motherfucker is huge. Put him up against William Knight and you're like, what? What the fuck is going on? Is that legal? William Knight is insane. He's so fucking big. But the problem is you can gash yourself out. And... um. Yo, this one went to a decision, and it's a tricky one, because you could, I mean, you could give it to either fighter, right, because Motherfield did have control, especially in that third round, but he did nothing with it, he just held him up against the fence, he didn't land, if he was hit into the body, hit into the head, even if they're not you know, ferocious shots, that probably would have won him the fight, but he didn't, and then when they broke, Knight was landing some big shots, even though he was definitely tired, he was definitely tired, but he did try and modulate that, right, so it wasn't the most finesse fight, (laughs) you know, it, it got mad sloppy, but yeah, William Knight walks away with the with the win. Now, one of the best fights, actually, we'll come back to that one, man. Like Darian Weeks needs to get mad props for stepping in on short notice and going up against Brian Barberino at Welterweight. Because although Barberino won that fight, a weeks. He, he he stepped the fuck up, right? He showed he is, you know what I mean, no chump. And it was close. It was definitely close. But Barbarina just had the edge, just had a bit more volume out there. But, yeah, props to Weeks. Manel Camp is really starting to show... Yo, what the fuck he does, right? Because when you watched him in Risen, whew, he was a problem. But that those first few fights in the UFC, it was a volume situation, right? He he wasn't he was throwing big shots, nice shots, but there was a lot of picture taking. But what we have seen lately, <laughs> yo. Camp, he's letting it go. He's letting those hands go. And that killer instinct is 
on fire because against um, Zagas Zumagov, like he looked sharp. Zumagov, he you know, he was landing right, so it was close, and then it wasn't, <laughs> and then it wasn't because. Man, Cap just started to let those combinations fly. And as soon as he hurt Zumagov, he was relentless. Oh, my days. It was like a gold digger going after an NBA star going for some paternity money. Yo, it was vicious. And boom, Cap, another sensational win and I'm saying he, he's really you know doing things in that flyweight division and I think in a division where we've got some great fighters but not maybe a clear a clear contender camp is you know I mean he's beating that drum he's beating that drum and uh yeah, let motherfuckers know he ready. He ready. You know what I mean? Um oh the last fight to um you know I mean bring the prelims to a close, Mackie Petula against Dustin Um Todrick. And that one like both looked good. Right, both look like they've done a lot of work on their defense because that that has been a big problem for both fighters, right? I think we, we know they're both talented and we've seen them have great fights, but they can get mad reckless. But in this fight, both showed they've been working on that defense. You know what I mean? And it and it was going well. It was good. But Chudovic, man, he he got it to the ground, and then it was just, then it was kind of over, right? He just controlled and then let that ground and pound go. Whew! Man, got himself a, a very nice fit, because, yeah, Patoli, he just couldn't, couldn't extricate himself. You know what I mean? And there was nothing for him to do. And so, yeah, it was a fair stoppage from the ref, man. But I will say, I think, I think my favorite fight on that card, on uh, on the prelims, had to be Marley Mar Miller, Mar Mallory Martin, there you go, against Cheyenne um, Villamas, right? Formerly Cheyenne Bays, right? Um, and this, right? So they both friends, both friends, but boy, the way they threw down people, the way they threw down, it was, it was impressive, man. It was super impressive. You know what I mean? They, they did their thing. Oh my gosh, they did their thing, right? It, it was crazy, but Villamas, she, it was just the combinations and the volume, 
right? So after the fight, you know what I mean? She, look, she's had COVID and she's talked about personal issues, right? She didn't go into them. I respect that. The name change may speak to some things. Who knows? But you could see that she was like, listen, there's things I can't control in life. This I can. And she came with such energy, such ferociousness that, oh man, she just was never losing that fight. She came with so much fire. It was crazy. And yeah, I, I think we had some great fights on the prelims, people. We had some great fights on the prelims. You know what I mean? Like, Vince Morales' stoppage. Morales' you know what I mean? His knee bar. Great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Manuel Camp. That was fire. Right? Tuzhevik. Ah, yeah, Baze. Whew. The way she brought that shit. Yeah, that was my fight on the prelims. For sure, people. For sure. But... Man, the prelims definitely whetted your appetite for that main card. Oh, man. And people, right? The prelims were fire. The main card, main card was ridiculous. Now, we, we started off with a welterweight clash, Mickey Gore against Alex Morono. And it was a strange fight because Gore really didn't go to his wheelhouse at all. And I mean, he didn't take Moreno, he didn't try to take Moreno down. I think there was two takedown attempts, and that was basically it. He did get Moreno down once, but Moreno was able to get up pretty fast. Um, now, the first round, Moreno clearly won. But I will say, you've got to give Gold props, because he stuck in there. He stuck in there and he really, you know what I mean, went for it. He he went for it in that second and third round. But Moreno just had the heavier shots. He had the heavier shots and was able to just see it out. It, it was a tough fight. Moreno got it. But, yo, from there... Oh, my God, it just went frigging bananas, people. It really did, right? We had Laurent Leonardo Santos against Clay Guida. Lightweight clash. You know, Santos, a jiu-jitsu oh, phenom against just a vet in the game. Clay Guida, people, right? Right? And... Oh, my gosh, right? We did a few days from turning 40, but doesn't look like he slowed down at all. But Santos nearly ended it early, super early in that first round. It was insane. He, he hurt Guida, got him up against a fence, was letting shit go, need him to the body, Came up a knee to the head, and as Guida's going down, hit another knee to the chin. And you're just like, oh shit, this is done. 
And it's Keith Peterson up in there as well. So no, none, no nonsense, people. You know he will stop the fight if he thinks it. it you're in. It's fucked, right? But like with um, Marab Dalashvili against Mar Marlon Marais, right? When Marab was hurt, he kept moving. He kept moving and keeping himself out of danger. And Guida, he kept moving. So every time Pearson was looking, Guida kept moving and was able to survive. He was able to survive just the onslaught from Santos. And uh, then... Oh my gosh, the what you just never thought would happen, it just flipped. Santos was trying so hard to end the fight. And to be fair, to be fair to him, it kind of looked like he was on the verge too, right? And if the fight had have been stopped, you couldn't have fought with it, you know what I mean? But Guida kept on moving survived, and Santos blew his wad. I think that's the technical term for it, people. Man, he, he just blew himself out. And then we saw Clay Guida do Clay motherfucking Guida. The Duracell bunny just turned it on. Turned it on and ended up dominating the rest of the round. Now, from what was probably 10-8, right? I think because Santos nearly finished the fight. Now, Guida ended on top landing, but it didn't look like the fight was going to end. So I would probably say Santos 10-9, won the white round 10-9. Yeah, might have been able to give it a draw, hearing, but 30 seconds in the corner, just not enough time. Not enough time. Although Santos, he did you know, try early in the round. He, 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 he threw it all he had. Guida, he, he, he just rolled with it and then poured it on. Poured it on. Took him down. Took him down a couple of times took the back, took the back, and you're just like, nah, nah, it got you know, this card, this card, like, Santos, he defended, but, yeah, Guida flattened him out, flattened him out, and then, you just kind of thought, Santos, he's just tired, man, because the ease Guida then got the arm, underneath the chin it, it was kind of like i've had enough but I'm, i don't want to just flat out give up right yo greed one with a real naked choke people he beat a high level credentialed jujitsu motherfucker tapped him out it was crazy Fucking crazy, man. Oh, man. Clay Guida is just... Man, he's crazy. He's insane. He is in...
And the fact that he, he's 40, but let's just say it, he's 40, basically, and still doing it at this level and not looking slow. It's impressive as fuck, people. How do you follow that, right? How do you follow that? Well, you give us Jimmy Crute against Jamal Hill in um, light heavyweight. And, you know, both are legitimate potential contenders. That's for sure. Crute looked so much bigger than Hill, though. I mean, physically. Like, you know what I mean? Just build-wise. This hill is very lean, but don't matter, man. Don't matter. And, and listen, we've seen it, right? Because, you know, I think back in the day, the consensus was big muscles, mad power. No muscles, no power. Then we had boxers like Barry McGuigan, right? Amir Khan, Nassim Hamed. And you're just like, oh, actually... No, it doesn't mean that. And Jamal Hill dropped crew. Flash knocked down, dropped him with a right hook. And you're like, whoo, okay, okay. It was up to that point. They were both landing jabs, little leg kicks. It was, you know, but crew was the one coming out fast. Came out with a real kick heavy because, you know, he knows. Hill's got good hands, so he's throwing those head kicks, so Hill has to block, and you're blocking the kick, right? But those kicks, that, oh man, that fud on your arm, it's fucking your arms up, right? Bruising those arms, which is then slowing down the jabs, the one-twos, the hooks, all of that. Didn't work, though, right? Because, yes, it was a flash knockdown. Crook got up. And they're moving around. Crook comes forward and he'll, boom, another right puts, puts Crook down. Puts Crook down. Man, it was just, and that was it. That was it. There's a couple of hammer fists, but yo, fight was done. Now, I, I will say as well, it, it wasn't just, the, 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 the hook, right? Because he went to the body. Well, there was a, like a back fist to the body, jab to the body, and then over the top of the hook, man. It was... Jamal Hill looked... Oh, he looked so friggin' impressive. So impressive, man. You know what I mean? So you, you just look at that, right? Three fights in a row stoppages. It's crazy. So we then go co-main event, Brad Riddell, Raphael Fiez, both really good. Really good. Both just one loss. Both just one loss on the record, right? And they used to train together in Thailand. You know what I mean? Brad Riddell with the Mai Tai coach. So they trained together. They're friends, but they took this fight. And this fight was crazy because it started off kind of tentative. But there was these explosions. There was these explosions. And they'd come together. And it was just like, bah, bah, bah. 
right? No single shots. Both are throwing ferocious combinations. And it was nuts, right? You kind of thought Fiez was probably the faster of the two. But Riddell, heavy shots. Heavy shots. And it, it, it was going like that. Right? So it was super close. And you're just like, I don't know who's got the edge. Dean Thomas did point out something which, which you, you, you were looking at and thinking, right? Because Faiz looked mad comfy, just relaxed in there. And Riddell looked, he looked tense. He looked tense. But it wasn't necessarily affecting his game because he was landing big shots, right? They both blooded each other up. Both had big cuts. It was so close. Third round, right? You're thinking, it's, it's going to a decision, man. I, who's going to get the fight? Who's going to get it? And then out of nowhere, Faiz, they, they, they broke into space and he just spinning wheel kick. Oh, it landed to the side of Riddell's head. And you just, like, he didn't go down, but he was done. He was done. And it was a half attempt of a takedown, but it was that expression, man. You know what I mean? The lights are on, but no one was home. No one was home. Oh, my gosh. Piers, he, he, he just stamped on that fight. But I, I have to say, if it went to the card, I don't even know who won that, who would have won that fight. It was that close. But, boy, that spinning wheel kick, whew, that did the trick, baby. That did the trick. So, um, yeah. It's time for the main event. Rob Font, I mean, the up and comer, the young gun on the scene, going up against the living legend, Jose Aldo, who I think when you watch him against Pierre Young, right, he, he looked good. He was winning the fight early on. But as it went on, you could see he got tired. You could see he got tired. And then, you know, Young finished the fight, right? And you're thinking, ah, yeah. I mean, Aldo always had that cardio thing where as fights went on, he did get tired. So you're just thinking, ah, Aldo's probably done, man. Like, you can still have some good fights, but it's probably, you know, that's it. That's it title-wise. But then we see him beat, you know what I mean, Jeremy Stevens. Pedro Munez. I mean, like, how do I don't know what's happened. He's found something. And, yeah, Aldo is looking super impressive. So this fight was so intriguing. So intriguing. And when it started, Rob Font came out on fire. Man, great movement. He was landing. He was mixing it up. Body, head, kicks. Font was slick as fuck. Clearly winning the first round. And then in the last 10 seconds, 
Aldo Lanza right, puts Font down and swarms him, swarms him. Luckily, only 10 seconds, right? So Font was able to survive. But at that moment where you were like, oh, it's the power. It's the power. And that was a big thing, right? So Font, great movement, right? Great diversity. But every time Aldo would land a huge shot and he'd he'd wobble Font, right? And it was always Font starts around super quick, super slick, moving, everything. And then just a big shot from Aldo would slip through. And if it didn't hurt from, it, it, it kind of knocked him back, right? It, it stopped him in the tracks for a moment, right? And Font was doing a decent job, but then Aldo started with the takedowns. He started with the takedowns and Font, he struggled getting up. Like, uh, the first time, you could see him looking for an arm bar and all of that, but then, you know, Aldo, super super savvy, and black belt in jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? He, he's a pro in jiu-jitsu. We just don't really see it. You know what I mean? And so I think Font realized, all right, I'm not going to catch him in anything. But what we did see, right, and this was the interesting thing, because Aldo had control, had top control, but Font was doing the most damage. From the bottom, he's landing elbows and stuff. So it was, you were wondering how they might score those rounds, right? And eventually he's able to get up. But yeah, you think like Aldo's just in control. He's in control. And that happened, you know, for two, three, and four, basically. Aldo would get a takedown and then he, he just had control. But yeah, not landing from the top, not ground and pounding or anything like that. And then in that fifth round, man, Von, you know, his corner have told him, yeah, you need to stop the fight. You can only win with a stoppage. And Von came. He came. He tried, man. He tried. But Aldo, again, lands a huge shot and wobbles the fuck out of Font. Wobbles the fuck out of him. But Font's able to survive and it goes to distance. Goes to distance. Man, it was a great fight. It was a great fight. But, yeah, Aldo, he won the fight. Aldo won the fight and that is it's crazy. Because Aldo, he you know, he did start leg kicking as well. He started leg kicking, and boy, you know what I mean? He put, he put front down with leg kicks a couple of times. That's just the power of those shots, which you're just like, man, just throw more leg kicks, man. Go back to your that like the day, back in the day when you just ate Uriah Faber's legs up. But we are seeing Aldo add new wrinkles to his game, which is insane. Since it was, we never saw Aldo take people down like he's been doing. And super impressive. Super impressive. But 
You know what I mean? It, it, Font, he did lose the fight, right? But he wasn't blown away. There was definitely a lot of positives you can take forward with Font, right? It was just, man, it was just the power of Aldo. And it was just Font getting caught, right? So I, I, I think, yeah, we, we definitely have not seen the last of Rob Font. We definitely have not. And I still think he will get that title shot at some point. But what's mad interesting is just what we saw out of Jose Aldo, right? And it's just like, can we see him challenge for the belt? And, hey, if someone got injured, right? I mean, you're in, boom. You, you could definitely imagine Aldo getting the call up. And, you know, he calls for TJ Dillashaw, which, very sensible, very sensible, logical fight. And you do think, oh, man, maybe Aldo could, if Aldo won that fight, if Aldo won that fight, you know what I mean? Shit. Like, if Aldo gets a final title fight before all is said and done, man, that would be so crazy. It'd be so crazy, but I'm about it. I'm about it, people. You know what I mean? But, yo, another great card. Another tremendous card. And, um, yeah, fight of the night, of course. Of course, Mallory Martin, Shania Villamas. That fight was freaking awesome. But we got... Four performance of the nights. Four performance of the nights. Um, yeah, Clay Guida, Jamal Hill, Raphael Fiz. Oh shit! I missed a fight. I missed a fight, people. Oh my god! I am an idiot. I'm an idiot. Um, it was the second fight on the main card, and it was awesome. It was straight up awesome. Man, middleweight clash, Brandon Allen against Chris Curtis, right? So Allen was meant to, who was Allen meant to fight? Man, um, Roman Dalides, Roman Dalides, right? But Dalides got injured. Um... So then he was meant to fight Brad Tavares. Tavares got injured. So yeah, Chris Curtis stepped in after an impressive debut last last time, last on the pay per view, right? And um, man, this was a crazy one because Adam pretty much dismissed Curtis, right? It was just like, oh, we saw him get tuned up. We saw him get tuned up in his last fight, and he just landed a lucky shot. That's that's what Alan was saying. And um, and we saw the way Curtis put away Phil Hawes with just that body shot and just poured it on, right? And in this fight, Alan was landing well. He he was mad and he was so cocky in there. Like, and, you know, look, he's talented. He's talented. So it's fair to be confident. But 
you can't dismiss the power of Curtis and what Curtis done. Because, yes, he was getting beat by whores, but he showed mad durability and heart. Because he was going nowhere in that fight. He was going nowhere in that fight. And in this one, Alan was landing the jab well and everything like that. But Curtis, he was coming in with heavy shots. He, his right was landing and he was punishing the body, which Alan just didn't seem to address. Didn't seem to address. And so, Curtis, man, we, we got to the second round, right? Got to the second round. And you notice that Alan started to slow. Alan started to slow. And you could see a little concern, like, I'm not putting this dude away. Like, what's going on? What's happening here? And, uh, yeah, Curtis then started, man, he started to build that pressure, build that pressure. He hit a back fist, <laughs> jabbed to the body. And then over the top with a right hook that just had Allen on <sighs> shaky legs. Man, he started to do the herky jerky. Curtis just followed it up like a bloodhound. <laughs> followed it up like a bloodhound. He landed, did I talk about this? I can't even remember. I'm leaving my mind, people. But yeah, Curtis landed uppercuts, elbows. He hit a knee and then he hit another knee and Alan just crumpled and that was it. That was it. And so it's no wonder Chris Curtis performance of the night bonus people he landed himself a performance of the night bonus and yeah this was an awesome card it was an awesome card and man december's got three cards right next week it's the big pay-per-view and then it's you know one more after that and you know what i mean you gotta say yeah gotta say right boy <laughs> <laughs> December is looking, if it carries on like this, because, you know what I mean, it's Oliveira v. Poirier, and then after that, we end with Derek Lewis against Chris Dulcus. Both cards, great. So, if this, if this is anything to go by, December's going to be great, people. December is going to be great, and yeah, what a way to finish the weekend of Dick, 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 dick. How great, right? But Edison, you know, start off with Edison, and then just still go to finish it. And the UFC then threw it on with just another killer than So um, next week, we've got a pay for you. So we should be breaking that one. So stay tuned and we'll see you there. Alright? Peace.